is your old pal, the real guy, Steve Filchin, eager to tell you about the upcoming show I've got down there with my buddy comedy hypnotist Gary Conrad. Gary and I are going to be at the Catfish Bend Casino in Burlington on Saturday, December the 30th for one show at 8 o'clock. Tickets online or at the door. Uh, and Gary's got a New Year's Eve show there on the 31st. Go to the website for more information about that show. But we're hoping to see everybody turn out on Saturday the 30th uh, as we get to uh, uh, entertain from the uh, Catfish Bend uh, Casino in Burlington. And Gary's going to hypnotize a bunch of people into doing all sorts of crazy things. Looking forward to seeing you then. High School Basketball and Round Guy Radio is sponsored by Iowa Tire, Fairfield, Iowa. Rob Moore's Livestock Risk Partners in Minneapolis, Iowa. 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa. Toyota Transmission and Repair. Real Smart Highlights of Columbus. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, as well as the Packwood Locker, Soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. We got Coach Van Fleet, so we must be talking West Burlington Falcons. Uh, welcome back to, sh- to the show, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me back, man. Happy to be on. Well, technically, we're a game or two away from the half uh, waypoint, but we're calling it the half, the first half review, uh, as we're going to be talking to all the coaches we can get a hold of. Uh, your team, uh, there's four teams that we have listed as the top tier. Uh, that would be the Kyoto Eagles, Winfield Mount Union, Pella Christian, and the West Burlington uh, Falcons. Uh, I don't know exactly who the best team is, but I, they, they seem to all be at the very top uh, of, uh, of the uh, area. And uh, you, uh, you guys play in, in one heck of a tough division, and you've had some battles, but uh, um, I'm thinking you're about 8 no, Am I right? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're currently uh, eight zero. Um, I saw a. I think there's an AP poll that I saw out of Central Iowa that that had us somewhere in that number three range uh, going into Christmas break. So, so yeah. I, I mean, obviously, those other three teams you mentioned are are playing at a playing really good basketball right now, and uh, you know we've had some some close games early on, but. Uh, you know, I think right now our guys are working hard and uh, we're, we're just uh, trying to get through this Christmas break with uh, some energy and, and get ready to go back on January 5th when we play uh, Danville. Well, if I remember right, your team is not blessed with a tremendous amount of height, but you have some of the best guards anywhere. Yeah, we're, you know, we don't have much size, and uh, but we are athletic, and, and that's the thing that I think, uh, you know, we're with Quincy Collins playing the four spot who's about five ten and heels. Um, you know, a lot of people see that as a, as a size disadvantage, but the young man's currently, you know, he's putting up uh, almost 14 points a game and eight rebounds a game. And he's usually doing that against guys with some, uh, some other, with a lot of guys that have a, a big height advantage on him, but you no, know, obviously our guards are doing great. Mason Watkins is averaging over 20 a game right now. Uh, Brady Martin is averaging 18 a game right now and, and five rebounds, four assists. So, you know, that senior guard, 
uh, matched with, with Mason Watkins and then Kobe Davis just kind of coming out of his shell a little bit. Finally, uh, he's, he's up to eight points per game, uh, almost three assists and playing really good. You know, he's just starting to get his feel with this team. He didn't, didn't play varsity last year. So as a junior, he's just kind of starting to, to come into that. So, so yeah, we, you know, we got through the second half of the first half of the, of the season. We kind of were bit by the injury bug. We had, we had a, a Figueroa go down with a concussion and that held him out a couple weeks, but, um, you know, he's as a sophomore, he's starting to step up and, uh, yeah, Camille Winters is another young man that's kind of been in and out of the starting lineup. He's, he's had some, you know, he had a flu bug there for a couple weeks that, you know, cost him a lot of days and, but uh, he was kind of playing sick there for a while. So he's looked really good here this week in practice. And so, yeah, we're, you know, right now we got, we got about 10 guys that are seeing a lot of rotation in practice. And we're just trying to get those guys that didn't play a lot of minutes and didn't get a lot of exposure ready for that second half of the season. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about your team here in a minute, but I want you to go over the conference with me and, and, sure. uh, that you're in and let our listeners know how tough it is. Uh, and give me a little 30 seconds on each team. So, yeah, so, you know, obviously uh, Burlington Notre Dame uh, is up there. Dan Keyes, uh, who's, you know, one of the longest tenured coaches now in the South, um, done a really good job with that group. They're, they're, they're playing at a pretty good clip and just, uh, you know, I think they've got just a couple of losses, but they've played some really good teams. They played a really tough schedule here last week while we were – sitting on our butts so uh they they're doing well uh obviously holy trinity team we've talked a lot about on this podcast uh coach hellig he's got a good young group uh, obviously led by his son <clears throat> and they're another group of of young guys that have played a lot of ball um and doing well uh honestly when it comes to danville i haven't seen a lot of them yet because uh, we haven't played them yet. That's the only team in the league we haven't seen. But uh, the Soka Twins have always – they always do a good job. I know they have some size. Um, next up in there, uh, Central Lee, who, who has a, an awful lot of size. And, and uh, you know, Coach has done a good job with them down there and just trying to rebuild that into uh, – into a good job and then you got coach Porter over in new London and, and he's got uh, his son who's, who's a sophomore and we saw them a couple weeks ago and uh, you know, they've, they've battled some, some good teams. And, you know, I think again, it's, it's just the, they're, they're getting there. They're, they just have some young guards that, that need to get, to get through it. Um, you got Minneapolis and uh, you know, They've, they're another one. There's just a lot of groups in there. Um, obviously, I'm leaving somebody out, Van Buren, uh, which, you know, Coach Shellman's kind of in a rebuilding situation with a lot of young guys, but they got they got fat and they got some really good guards that, that are battling. They don't have a lot of size, kind of like us, but, um, you know, they've, they're getting better every game from what I've seen on film. So, you know, I think when it comes to our league, obviously – you know, we're sitting there undefeated, but uh, Notre Dame, Holy Trinity, and, and Danville are all kind of battling us uh, with us for that for that top spot. 
Um, and then you've got some teams that are, I think, still in that. Uh, Mediapolis is I would put in there too. And then you've got some younger teams that are uh, that are in that rebuilding phase, I guess you would say. But you know, obviously, uh, we spent a lot of time last two weeks just kind of looking inward at ourselves. So um, while yes, the league is is really really tough this year. Um, you know, I think for us, we're just trying to focus on what we can do to, to make ourselves better and make ourselves uh, more of a challenge for our opponents going into the second half of the season. Coach, that's not a schedule. That's a gauntlet. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we'll start out at Danville, or we'll start out against Danville when we come back, and then the next week uh, we are home against Notre Dame on Tuesday. We are at Holy Trinity on Friday, and then we are back home Saturday against Keokuk. Who was a you know they well, got they're that. Really coming on too. They got a big yeah. like six nine guy yeah. or something in the middle there. That's uh, uh, they do. Yeah, I, I watched him play one time. He's a force. Yep, yep. And then uh, yeah, and then a couple weeks later, we got a uh, you know we got to go up to Winfield Mount Union. Uh, oh wow, that'll be an exciting will be a, game there. Yep, that'll be an exciting one. And uh, and then yeah, after we get done with our conference season, we'll have and the shootout. Conference games after our conference season is over, and those will be both at home against Fairfield and Burlington. So, um, you know, we'll finish off the season with some uh, 3A, 3A, 4A schools that, uh, you know, we, 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 so yeah, we'll, we'll play pretty much everybody in that Southeast Conference as well, except for Atumwa and um, Washington, because we played Fort Madison early in, a, in the Pride Challenge. Um, we've already played Mount Pleasant. Yeah, and then we got Keokuk, Fairfield, and Burlington. Wow. So, That's about yeah, as good so, as it gets there, Coach. It is. It is. I, uh, you know, that schedule was already done when uh, by Mr. Housel when, <laughs> when well, I got I, the uh, job. But, yeah. I hadn't seen any polls except uh, I did see something that the Iowa Athletic de- Department had put out. Uh, um, can you tell me what polls are out there that you've seen or heard of? The only one that I've seen is the AP poll, um, which I think was in the Gazette last week, and that had us that had us um, ranked third. Um, and to be honest, I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't see a lot of the other polls. And honestly, those those kinds of things are hard. You know, it's it's really hard to look at. Um, you know, I know that. We're somewhere in that 10 to 13 range in that BC Moore poll, which, uh, you know, to be honest, those are that's a tough ranking system just because sometimes when you have a good team, um, you know, that if you don't beat somebody by 45 or 50, it's it's a negative loss in the BC Moore uh, ranking system. And, you know, with a 35-point running clock and, and us having 12 guys that bust their butt every day in practice, I'm not. Also, I'm not about beating somebody that bad. I, yeah, I'd rather get everybody playing time. I also don't like uh, that because you get 25, 30 points. Uh, you're going into the fourth quarter. Only uh, a lot of coaches they're not trying to to cut the other other team's head off. There, you know what I mean. They want to get some some. They want to play some of their maybe third string guys. You know that absolutely to play. You know, and maybe it don't yep. go. Maybe your third team ain't. Uh, as good as their first team, you know, and, and it starts going the other direction, but that's no, that that's the indication of a coach with class more than it is indication of the team. Uh, but I would imagine that the schedule that you have uh, 
is helping your power rankings quite a bit. I would hope so. I, I would hope so. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we did have a running clock, I think, in three of the last four games going into Christmas break. But, uh, again, we just we kind of got out early. We shot the ball really well on a couple of those games, especially the Central League game. Um, you know, we, we – you know, we started to do some things, played a little faster tempo than I think early on when we started. I wasn't pressing. I wasn't um, really getting out and running. I, I just needed to get to know this team a little bit more and get in my comfort zone as a new coach uh, with this group. But, you know, I think Coach O'Brien and I have, uh, you know, we started to settle in a little bit. And, and now we're in break for two and a half weeks where we try to get back out of our comfort zone and uh, see if there's some other things we can do to try to try to tweak this thing to get ready for um, some of the size and things we're going to see uh, second half of the season. Well, uh, we've talked about uh, your schedule and we've talked about your opponents. Uh, maybe we should hone in the rest of this interview uh, about your players. Uh my first question, though, to you is, who is coming off the bench here that's impressing you? So, you know, Cameo Winters has been coming off the bench here. Uh, he started early in the season, um, but he, he's really, even though his, his stat sheet's not necessarily showing it, he's only averaging about three and three a game, three points three rebounds. But, you know, he, he looked really, really good yesterday in practice, and he was he was really doing some damage. Um, and so he's definitely a guy that, um, you know, him and Figueroa both, either one of them could be a starting big man. So, um, you know, he's doing well. Uh, you know, Brock Sterling is, is a guy that's uh, kind of been one of our first guys off the bench. And he's just kind of a do-it-all guy. He's a good defender. He's a good rebounder. I'd like for him to shoot the ball more. Um, you know, he's doing some good things. You know, uh, I've talked about Davis. I've, I've talked, obviously, Mason Watkins averaging 20 and 20 and 3. He's getting a lot of attention right now. The the one guy I really want to want to mention is is Brady Martin. Um, you know, I, I Brady's gotten a little bit of love from the college guys, but uh, you know, Brady is is a senior. He's averaging 18 points, five rebounds, four assists. Um, he is the, one of the hardest working guys, if not the hardest working guy on the team. Uh, never had a problem with him. Phenomenal student. Uh, just just brings it every single day. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I spend more time, it feels like, during the day trying to call colleges and saying, hey, you got to look at this kid. I mean, he's going to be a great college point guard for somebody somewhere. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you get down here in Southeast Iowa and you're a 2A school, you don't always get the love that, that maybe the 3A, 4A schools get. So, you know, obviously he's a guy that, that we are leaning on heavily, um, going into the second half and uh, hopefully he can, he can do some things for us. But, you know, like I said, we've, we've got three guys that are averaging over 50 points between the three of them. Um, and, and I think we've got, uh, you know, the rest of the team is is averaging about 18. So, uh, but of those other guys, we've had guys, you know, I think three of those guys have had double-digit games that, that aren't in that top three. So that's my goal. I'd like to get a second half of the season, you know, have 
two or three more guys are in that eight to 10 point range. And that's what we're going to try to get to offensively uh, here in part two. Well, the thing I'm most proud of about our podcast is how many college recruiters listen. Uh, so maybe some of them will, will hear what you're saying here. Well, let's talk uh, a little bit about some of the things that maybe aren't statistics. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, when I, I call a game, I never mention the statistics because I really don't care. Maybe this basket was what it was, or, or maybe it was this steal or this block or something that, that I thought was yeah. made the kid the player of the game. But here's a couple things that I see teams that are winning that are doing really well, and that's dribbling, uh, bringing the ball up from, from under the basket to the half-court point. It seems to be that's where, where teams that don't win seem to struggle, and the ability to pass the ball. Without turning it over, um, that's what the teams that that that, that I see win. Uh, that that seems to be the, the two things that the teams do that, that I see win every night. Yeah, you know when we were in college, um, you know one of the things that we used to always say is if you got if you usually when you're looking at two teams warming up and you say okay who do you think is going to win this game one of the first things you got to look at is is the point guards and if you got the if you got the best point guard on the floor. Uh, most times than not, you're going to have the advantage in the game. It's, the point guard is the quarterback of the football team. He's the guy that's got to know where everybody's at. Um, and, and really, we have three point guards on the floor uh, And when we start a game. I mean, Kobe Davis, Mason Watkins, and, and Brady Martin are all three point guards. And so that's kind of the beauty of our offense is, you know, whoever gets the ball, just go. And, you know, the other two get out and run. And, you know, I think when you, again, the lack of size um, is, is balanced by our, by our speed. And so um, if we can get steals, if we can get out and run, uh, yeah, it makes, us, uh, it makes us a challenge. And I think the first half of the season, that's, that's, been, uh, that's been the challenge for, for other teams to try to slow us down. And now our challenge is how do we combat when somebody does that? So we're trying to trying to figure that out. All right. Well, let's talk about that inside game. That uh, you don't have a lot of a lot of height uh, uh, and a lot of big fellows. And and uh, granted, this year there's a lot less big fellers than there was last mm-hmm. year. Uh, yeah. But tell me, um, what can you do as a coach? I was talking to you know, uh, I was talking to the coach Edwards at Win- Winfield Mount Union, you know, and I was talking to him about a size advantage that he had. He said, "Well, we just played a guy." Uh, uh, a team from Illinois that had a, a, a 6'10 guy, you know, yep. uh, there's a lot, of, but are there, how do you coach a kid up to say, Hey, you're going up against a kid. He's six inches bigger than you, but you know, you can box out or you can do this or you can do that. Uh, you seem to be able to come coming down with a lot of rebounds, um, despite, uh, uh having a, the, the height advantage. And I don't know, um, um, are the other teams kind of, um, how are they doing against you, uh, inside game two? Well, you know, most teams nowadays don't have guys that play with their back to the basket on the block. Um, You just don't see it. Everybody wants to play the guard spot. So a lot of teams are playing four out, one in with a high post option. Uh, And and really, to be honest, we're, you know, we're more of a five out option uh, with guys cutting to the basket. We try to create space. Um, And, you know, with our shooters, you know, that makes it a challenge. Uh, But I think when it comes to the size uh, difference, you know, we spend a lot of time teaching how to guard as a team. We spend a lot of time on guarding the rim. We teach a lot. We spend a lot of time on teaching our big guys how to get around in what we call wrap. Um, So, yeah, I mean, 
we have some really athletic guys. So if we can get in position and do things the right way, and if we can get up and put pressure on the ball, um, it, it can make that post option uh, a little more difficult. The other thing that's better now than it was when I did this 12 years ago when I was coaching at Notre Dame is that, you know, we have a shot clock. So if we can slow them down, make them take, you know, seven, eight seconds getting it across, uh, that, you know, now they're inside of the mid 20s and, um, you know, you get down, you're looking at about 15 to 20 seconds and then all of a sudden you got to figure out, you know, into the shot clock situation. So, um, you know, try to do what you can with your speed and, and teach them up, coach them up. I think that's the best word of advice for young coaches out there with, uh, without a lack of size and make sure that the kids know what you expect on how to, how to defend something, it's different things, different scenarios. And yeah, so it, it gives us some different options, but uh, so far it's paid off. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job out there. Um, congratulations on an undefeated first half. Uh, that is uh, really impressive when you look at the teams that you played. Uh, well, what, what, how does a, um, let me ask you, you know, uh, you're going along, everything's going along pretty great. Uh, you win, you win some, you know, tough battles, but generally like say you're eight. No, um, what happens? Uh, you know, how do you keep it going? Uh, when maybe you run into a team, that's just hotter than a pistol, you know, uh, um, uh, that Montezuma Kyoto game kind of comes uh, to my mind. Yeah. They, they get a big win over Linville Sully. Uh, uh, Montezuma just shoots the lights out. Uh, Kyoto is hitting about 28% of their shots. Uh, you know, and that's going to happen in a game. Yep. Sometimes you're, it's like a basketball is like a Jerry Reed song. When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. Uh, yeah. how, how do you, how, how do you kind of go up against the grind to try to keep your team going when, you know, that's a possibility. Sometimes the road games uh, uh, can be a letdown. Sometimes the kids got the flu. Whatever else is going yep. on. You know, I, I mean, I, I just go back to go back to my experience. I mean, in, in 2003, I was a part of the staff that, you know, we won the national championship at Southeastern here in West Burlington. And, uh, you know, we went 37-1 and one that year. And I think it was like game 24, 25. We were ranked number one in the country. We were undefeated and everybody was talking about it. And we had to go down to Vincennes, Indiana. And they had a, a young man. I can't remember his name. He ended up going to Kentucky, I think. But he, he put up like 54 on us that night. There wasn't a darn thing we were going to do to stop that guy. He was bound to determine that he was going to beat the undefeated number one team in the country. And, you know, we went into the locker room after that game. And as much as it, um, you know, I think hurt everybody, I think as a staff, it was one of those things where, okay, we didn't have a great week of preparation. We didn't have a our, our practices had not been crisp. You guys weren't listening that if you don't do things the right way, you're going to get beaten. So, you know, sometimes and I, I never want to, I never want to lose, but, but sometimes those types of things can uh, hit the reset button. And, uh, you know, sometimes those things can be a good thing. Uh, you know, obviously we want to go into every game trying to win, but if that day does happen, um, you know, we'll use it as a learning experience and, uh, you know, try to see what we can get better and try to use that to build the fire to uh, come back and, you know, just make us, uh, you know, perform at a, at, a, at a better level. So, 
I mean, yeah, it, it can happen, obviously, especially in this league. I mean, gosh, everybody, I mean, we could very easily lose a lot of games here coming up. So uh, we've got these first four um, are, are going to be a challenge, uh, just like the first three games were a challenge for us when we started the season, having to go Notre Dame, Holy Trinity, Mount Pleasant the first week. So uh, we, we know what. We know what's in store for us and ahead of us, and uh, I think our goal these next two weeks is just trying to get ourselves, keep ourselves in shape and game shape, and uh, watch a lot of film, do a lot of one-on-one meetings with the kids, and and uh, you know even get in the weight room a little bit. Something we're we're working on, and uh, just do the things that can help us uh, stay in that game-ready mode, so that way we can. Uh, yeah, we can get ready for January. That was a great answer. I really, really like the, the analogy there. Uh, well, Coach, it looks like uh, uh, it costs, I don't know, six bucks to see your team, but it sounds like they're getting about $12 worth of value. Uh, uh, let's, talk about, let's talk a little bit about the next two weeks. Sure. When's the first game, and, and let's go through this the next two weeks. So, so yeah, so we'll open up uh, at home on Friday, January 5th against Danville. So a week from Friday. Um, so we only have one game next week, uh, home against Danville. And then the second week, that'll be the fun one. We go uh, Tuesday, uh, January 9th at home against Burlington, Notre Dame. Uh, and then that Friday, January 12th, we are at Holy Trinity. Wow. Uh, and then we will have to turn around and play the very next day at home at 4.30 against Keokuk. So, yeah, Danville, Notre Dame, Holy Trinity, Keokuk. Merry Christmas. Wow. So, When's the Winfield-Mount Union game? Winfield-Mount Union game will be January 22nd. That'll be at uh, at Winfield. Um, and in between that, we got, yeah, Van Buren and at Meepo. So, um, you know, it's going to be a – it's going to be a really tough stretch right out the gate. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, even though we've had some big wins, there are no gimmies. And in my opinion, I mean, these teams can, if, if you're not ready to play and you don't, uh, you don't come out and, and respect your opponent, um, most of these teams can, can beat you on any given night. Well, that's for sure. It's been a great, uh, well, I, I guarantee you one thing. Uh, that Winfield game is going to be a round guy game of the week. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah, be fun for that one. Uh, and I might slide down there and check out that Holy Trinity game because I think uh, that might also be if, – if if the last game was any indication, this is going to be a barn burner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that one ended on, on one of the best shots I've, uh, I've ever been part of as, as a coach at any level. Um, Mason Watkins from the corner to, to, to win it when we were, uh, we were down two. So yeah, it's, it, uh, that'll be a good one. I'm sure they got that one circled on the calendar. They, they feel like, uh, you know, they let one get away from them on that one, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be ready. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be ready. Tough as any other teams you play on this schedule. Yeah. Well, coach, yeah. um, um, I really enjoy talking to you and, uh, uh, I may have stretched this interview out a little longer, uh, than I should. Sure. Uh, but I'm going to give you the last four minutes here. That's all I recording time I got left. Uh, say anything you want to say. Is there any message you want to tell your fans? Or, or is there anybody we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? You know, I, I just it's, – it's been a heck of a start to the season. Um, you know, obviously I got to thank my staff. Uh, 
Jonah, Jonah Marlowe, our JV coach, uh, has just done a great job. Uh, really done a great job with our young guys, and uh, just he's a he's a West Burlington alum and uh, young guy, but knows the game really really well. And and he's just a sponge, and he's uh, just really enjoyed having him on the staff. And then and then my uh, you know what what I call my my ride or die, Corey O'Brien, uh, he's, he's really, a, you know, he, he's not an assistant coach. He's a co-head coach and I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the roster says. He's just, um, you know, there's not much that goes through our program that OB doesn't, uh, have a say in and, uh, brilliant mind, um, just does an outstanding job. And, you know, he's, we've been together since he was in eighth grade and, and we just, we read each other's minds. We speak each other's languages and, uh, you know, he's just a really good balance to, to what I bring. And so got to thank my staff. Um, and, you know, as far as the kids, you know, the kids have been outstanding. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of guys come off the bench, Cena Norwoozy, who's a, who's a senior, uh, didn't get a lot of playing time, uh, but has hit some big shots and, and really starting to come around and, and bring some good energy off the bench. Uh, same with, with Bo Bergner. Uh, you know, he's done a great job. Seth McGinnity, uh, Reed Mercer, you know, along with Brock and, and Cameo and, and Connor Bush. All those guys on the bench do a great job every day of bringing it. So really happy with them. Uh, Got to thank our wives for letting us do this stuff and, and be gone every day, every night. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's been fun. It really has been a fun ride so far, and I'm um, just happy to be back in it. We've been talking to Coach Van Fleet, who has his uh, West Burlington Falcons flying high, uh, rated number three uh, with a bullet, uh, and climbing uh, one of the best teams in the Round Guy Radio area. Thank you so much for being with us, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me on, and Happy New Year. Happy Holidays to everybody. Hey, everybody, this is your old pal, the round guy, Steve Filchin, eager to tell you about the upcoming show I've got down there with my buddy comedy hypnotist Gary Conrad. Gary and I are going to be at the Catfish Bend Casino in Burlington on Saturday, December the 30th for one show at 8 o'clock, tickets online or at the door. Uh, and Gary's got a New Year's Eve show there on the 31st. Go to the website for more information about that show. But we're hoping to see everybody turn out on Saturday the 30th uh, as we get to uh, uh, entertain from the uh, Catfish Bend uh, Casino in Burlington. And Gary's going to hypnotize a bunch of people into doing all sorts of crazy things. Looking forward to seeing you then. High School Basketball and Round Guy Radio is sponsored by Iowa Tire, Fairfield, Iowa. Rob Moore's Livestock Risk Partners in Minneapolis, Iowa. 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa. Toyota Transmission and Repair. Real Smart Highlights of Columbus. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, as well as the Packwood Locker Soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa.